Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings, welcome inside. Happy Tuesday. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Okay, let me stop you right there. The Mets suck. The Mets won tonight 2 to nothing. Welcome back, Alex Tyshirt, after you had like three weeks off going to find yourself somewhere. I, I don't was, know where it was. It was four and a half, and I was following yeah. the Aaron Rodgers routine. Thank you. Uh, okay, uh, very good. Didn't you see him behind Rodgers? At uh, the Taylor Swift concert? Yeah, he was the one yelling, the Jets just won the Super Bowl. The Jets won the Super Bowl. (laughs) Who are the Jets? Uh, Who is it? Uh, TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So, yeah, Tyson is back tonight. As you'll see, there'll be a lot more hobo drops. And a lot Tell more- Alan. Yeah, a lot more <laughs> of that, too. But the Mets won tonight. We're over 500 now. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Senga pitches a shutout. He's the greatest pitcher in the world. Literally Did not you say Senga? Everything is possible. Mmm, Senga. But there is, terrible. there is one baseball event from tonight that we have to begin with, that it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're a baseball fan or not. 
you know that the Oakland A's are going to be moving to Las Vegas at some point in the very near future. Maybe after this year, maybe they do one more lame duck year in Oakland mm-hmm. before the, they move to Las Vegas. Uh, we talked to John Paul Morosi last week on the show. He's going to stop by tonight. He said, listen, what I see is they could do one more year, but it's going to be at least a couple of years before the ballpark is ready. They might do a year in a triple A, uh, the triple A ballpark in Vegas and then have their own stadium. So the reason this is going on is, of course, is because nobody cares about what happens in Oakland. Nobody cares. Nobody comes to the games. They're not winning. I would say they were tanking for Trevor Lawrence if it was just you know, it just wasn't so bad. <laughs> well, they could tank for t- Kyler Murray. Oh, wait. Oh, too soon. Too on. soon on that. Yeah. Uh, now, before the game tonight, video that has gone viral. A fan, a boy, probably about what, probably about 15, 16 years old. Oh, I, think. I, I can't judge uh, age anymore. For all I know, my boy's yeah. kid is thirty eight years old. I, I think he was. I think he's younger than thirty eight. He he moved better than a thirty eight year old. Well, you know what, guys that have been pampered, the, uh, they, <laughs> they they might be okay. The A's grounds crew is getting the field ready for the games. This isn't pregame, but the A's grounds crew is on the field, working on the infield, the outfield. There's about, I don't know, about 15 people on the field, I would say. Something like that, all up and down the baseline and working around home plate and all. Yeah, and there's a couple of players who are just coming in from the outfield that are just kind of walking into the dugout. So that's what's going on. This kid, and and because, you know, there's nobody at the games, especially in the pregame, he goes and he hops the fence over the tarp on just on the third base, uh, just past the third base dugout. We're going streaking. And he's got all his clothes on. I want to make sure, Frostberg, that's a good point. That's a good point. He has all of his clothes on. My well, we would have led with the naked streak, yeah. you know, the, the naked run would have been, well, far, especially because, I mean, you got to paint yourself green or something. But I don't know. I think people, when you think you hear streaker nowadays, people automatically think they're naked. And it's no, like, no, no, no. That's, sure that's it. So, so, yeah, Frostberg injecting the streaking thing. Yes. Like here, it's just an idiot running. Mike, yes. everybody's yes. doing it. <laughs> well, look, it's bodysuit man. So this kid, and it's a kid, runs on the field and starts rounding the bases. And he starts running by everybody in the grounds crew. And, and no, yeah, he's right. This, this is why the A's are no good. Their fans are running the bases backwards. Uh, well, that's, it, that's true, too. <laughs> this kid, it, suddenly it's, it's fear strikes out, right? It's Jimmy Pearsall running the bases backwards, right? Uh, so, boy, that's a, a reference from, like, 1937. Nicely done. So, uh, you want to give starts, anybody the Cliff's notes on who oh, Jimmy Pearsall was? I got to explain to, like, Generation S who Jimmy Pearsall was. Yeah, I got to yeah, go that's, back that's way too see, far, man. Exactly. I got to way too far. Yeah. So he starts running around the bases. He runs second, touches second, runs around first, runs home, steps on the plate. People see him. And they're watching him run, and they just stick doing their thing. Uh, wait, so a couple guys are are raking the are raking the dirt. Some guys are watering the are watering. All this is happening, and the kid's able to run all the way around. He gets past home plate. One lone security guard comes out and tries to grab him, but gets a half-hearted effort. And the kid just kind of runs up the third baseline, and he's able to run back into the stands without anybody stopping him. Another security guard in the stands at the end looks like they. Try to grab him, but the kid just kind of goes like, "Yeah, I'm done. I did my thing. Oh, I ran was, on the bases." It was a half-ass effort. He, you want to? It's so bad. He ran around the bases, and no, nobody tried to stop him. This is a, the this is the A's. Listen, we don't care. We're moving. We don't. It doesn't matter. Those we, guys you know, barely looked up, Jason. It doesn't matter. It's like, hey, you know, I, I really need to tend to this dirt right here. This is the most important thing I am going to do <laughs> all damn night. It's just like somebody that that cuts you off in traffic, and then you wind up next with light, and they pretend. Oh, 
I don't see you. I don't see oh, yeah. you. Nope, I don't see you. Nope, I don't see Oh, there was a guy there? Oh, I didn't see him. I'm sorry. I did not. Now, I can't blame the grounds crew for, hey, you know, who knows? It, it seems like it's just a kid running. It's not my job, and I don't know what he's going to do if I try to tackle sure. him. Who knows anything about it? But the fact that there was just zero response, the A's, the A's are like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, a, it's like when, you, you know, you, you own your house, and every little ding inside, you want to try to buff it out and try to make sure, oh, I, we got a scrape on the wall here. I want to try to rub it out. And then you decide to sell your house, and you sell it, and you go, yeah, I don't care what happens. I don't care. Oh, there's a big scratch. It. Yeah, I don't care. That, that, that's what the next people will take care of. I don't really care. Scratch on the wall there. Yeah, it could stay there. I don't care. This is where the A's are right now. Listen, we're going. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just counting the days here. I'm getting a paycheck until this franchise leaves. This kid runs all the way around the bases and back into the stands like, hey, I did it, everybody. <laughs> Look at that. How cool was I? Yeah, I think part of it for me is you see a lot of these videos, and and it's not getting into any political or law enforcement kind of side, but you're always taught, and and go back and watch TV and film for for many a year. Uh, Look, nobody's going to play the hero. Right? How many heist movies have you watched going, hey, the guy at the bank isn't exactly going to try to – unless he's in the dark night and then he wants to have a shotgun or whatever. Uh, but, you know, generally guys are going to be like, hey, we're, we're just – just take what you need and, and move on. And we've seen that what, insert your big chain store here where the employees just kind of stand by. Here – with the number of lawsuits that get flowed, say they go and tackle his ass uh, and he rips up his shoulder or something, they don't want to be responsible for that. Like, at any level, and especially when you don't have enough gate coming in to cover the legal expenses. <laughs> oh, I took a shot at the 2,000 people that are going there. They're still supporting their squad. But it is it is truly uh, a sad state of affairs where someone can run out and nobody gives a damn. Jason, I mean, really, that's, that's such a that's such an A story. That's not even a Met story, or that, that's such an A story. I mean, the guy at home plate, like he kind of moves out of the way a little bit. Yeah, I'm raking. No, out. Jay- guys, guys crossing the plate. Okay, 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 okay. I, it's, it's it's amazing. It's amazing, and, and it's really, and it's a long way from the left field line to the stands. It's not one of those ballparks where, you remember, Oakland, it's, it's a long way. It's a long run. The, that's right. Because you have the relievers who warm up on the side, right? They don't warm up. You know, that, that's kind of where they warm up, so it's a long way to go. So he's running out there and then getting off the field still. It's like a 20, 30-yard run that he's got before he even gets on the field. Yep, I'm there. Nobody's doing anything. They got, they got guys and machines and standing there and raking and and moving stuff around? Yeah, no, whatever. Hey this guys. guy's rounding the bases. Okay. Yeah. Over, under, this guy plays uh, shortstop and hits cleanup for the A's tomorrow. Well, I mean, he Ooh. did put down some pretty decent uh, 90 splits. So, I mean, they may give him a long, hard look to see, hey, can you hit a curveball? You give me one A that's hustled <laughs> like that all season long. That's a that's – a, well, no, no, no. They do have um, – Oh, I forget. Hey, the exactly. A's, the stolen the A's base front guy. office. Wait a minute. The, A's front, office, right? the A's front office has really hustled because they're getting that franchise to Vegas. They have read, they can't say they haven't. Real been money ball. No, Stop. no, no. That's Story Ruiz. We got, we got to at least give that guy some love because he's, he's out. Exactly. Uh, but he's out there stealing bases, and he's a guy that people are excited about that maybe he can go challenge a little bit of uh, Ricky Henderson's <laughs> record. 
See, we're still trying, or at least he is. It's, that, that video is – I've watched it. I'm going – it's like I've seen it now 20 times. I'm going, absolutely nobody is reacting. It's, okay, yeah, that's great, okay. But, I mean, nobody in any is. other nobody walk a, a walk of life, what you're doing, right? You guys, as you're out and about, tie your back from his sojourn, all of these things, you, you're always, you know, head on a swivel. You react in some way, shape, or form to what's around you. And I know it's not a loud crowd. I mean, there's not a lot of people there. But you can't tell me you didn't hear this guy's jackass family encouraging his ass to get out there to where you at least look up from your gardening. (laughs) Nope. I'm I'm over here. I'm in the dirt. This is it. My four foot by four foot here. This is all a bag. I'm not looking up. I don't care what may or may not be transpiring in the stands or on this very field. If I'm the kid, I just walk off and go, what? Every team allows kids to run the bases. Yeah, but it's after the game. It's usually on a Sunday. Well, I didn't know. I thought I could do it. Uh, never do it again. You're still going to come back and pay money to come, right? Because we still need to make some kind of money, right? You're still going to come see that. Okay, great. I right, won't arrest you or anything. Happen- I mean, what, do, do, do you arrest the kid? I mean, yes. what, what do you do? What, what do you do when he, when he makes it all the way around? I mean, I get that when someone just because someone gets away with a crime doesn't mean you shouldn't arrest them for it. That's very Bob Loblaw uh, logic from Arrested Development. Why should you? Why should you go to jail for a crime just because someone saw you do it? Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I mean, the kid made it all the way around. I think I, part of me would feel like, okay, you did it. Uh, we didn't catch you. Obviously, it wasn't that big a deal because nobody tried to stop you. No one even turned around and just did a ha like put their wave their hands. Blah! Like, like you're supposed to I, do I was, when you meet a like when you meet a grizzly, make yourself look really big, stand up and go. Blah! No one even tried to do that to him. He's just rounding the bases. I can't believe the kid didn't stop at some point and go. Really, no one's trying to stop me. Where was no. Carl Hanready? That's right. <laughs> but like as he's rounding the bases as well, like I'm waiting for the guy at home plate with his with his rake to just stick the rake up and <laughs> clothesline him at the end. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait. Well, boom. And out he goes uh, like a ton of bricks. But, you know, the, the hard part of this is, you know, because you got a long season ahead of you, Smith. We're only mm-hmm. at the end of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of jackasses that will now get on board this uh, this wagon. So mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think this is uh, – I don't think it's a good look if they do nothing except uh, allow the video to continue to spread to show what a clown show they are. Mm-hmm. But in the end, they'll get billions of dollars uh, in revenue uh, and set it up for a beautiful sale down the line. And they've shown no uh, no desire to change how they, they run their business now. Uh, I mean, how many uh, – different models of uh, contracts have we seen and sites. They might own half of Vegas. We've got pieces of the Oakland A's everywhere based on the agreements we've laid out. Now it's a lottery as to who actually gets to build the stadium. I just, I, I just can't believe that the A's led the show. Like, we have all these great topics, and LeBron is quoting cryptic language, and mascots are making more money than we could possibly imagine. We got a great big Golden State Warriors hot take coming your way, and the Oakland A's led the show because of that. The Oakland A's did something that allowed us to lead the show with them. What a time to be alive. Hmm. Well, it had to happen once, right? Hmm. I mean, we, we talk about different things in our lifetimes and the broken clock being correct twice a day sure well, here you are the oakland a's for positivity today uh and the inane situation that we're looking at right now be sure to catch live editions of the jason smith show with mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app you've put it off long enough 
It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, coming up in 20 minutes, got John Paul Morosi stopping by, MLB Network Insider. We take a look at the status of Major League Baseball here at the Memorial Day-ish marking point. Find out what he sees ahead, what surprise teams could make the playoffs, biggest disappointments. Kodai Senga's ghost fork because he saw it up close and personal <laughs> in New York tonight. Ooh, Jason, ooh. question. Nicely yes. done. A little personal ooh. Pringle uh, mix yes. therein. Paul Bearer, for those ooh. that remember. Uh, yeah, I'll raise my cup to him. Uh, do you think John Paul Morosi could beat that guy from Oakland around the bases? Oh, we'll ask him that. I don't think he can. JP is 40 now, and that kid's got to be 16. JP would be in dress shoes and or loafers yeah. and, and dress I pants. mean, that guy had some pretty big strides. Like, that was the bigger thing. Like, these were not Babe Ruth little, little, little steps. 
Yeah, no, 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 no. That's that's not that no. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't think he can. That would be tough. That'd, although, what I'd like to do is like do one of those side by side things and like meet like one of us run as fast as we can around the base and see if we beat the kid. Like, oh, that'd be you, good. And you say go, but that's a dude. I'd be exhausted by the time he got to the left field line because it was so so long from the stands all the way to the left field line. I'm ready. Let's long. go. Yeah, jeez. Uh, we still but, need to have that race in the parking lot because you tried to disparage my good name a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, listen, how about instead I, I, I buy Fat Sal's on Thursday? I think we can do that, yeah. Okay, there we go. I, I think that won't help my 40 time, but I, I think that'll be fun. <laughs> well, how do we solve problems? Uh, we buy food. All right, great. That solved all the problems. <laughs> well, I mean, that, look, I, that's one of the things I'm working through, the psychology of eating. When do I eat? When I'm sad? When I'm stressed? When do I, I, I need, when I'm I, hungry? I eat when I'm when, hungry. When I'm awake is the other yeah. thing. Right? Yeah. How much sun did you get? We're related to my sunburn. All of it. Mm-hmm. So we move on. Look, if you say, I guarantee you this, there's 24 hours in a day. If you said to me, Jason, and you asked me one of these two questions at any part of the day, I would say yes to one of them. Every okay. single time you asked me. If you said to me, could you A, go for something to eat, or B, could you go for a nap? I would say yes to one of those two questions every single time you asked me. Sometimes the answer is going to be, oh, I go for something to eat. Yeah, something to eat, something to eat. Sometimes it be, no, 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 I could go for a nap. Sometimes it be, I could go for something to eat and then a nap. Or sometimes it be, I could go for a nap and then wake up and have something to eat. Like, I, it would be yes to one of those questions every single time you ask me. Yeah, no, that's, that's about the, the right thing for, for folks our age. <laughs> and Mike, you know what a chazer is? <laughs> uh, I believe that is a Can translation for pig, is it not? <laughs> it's a pig. Hang ha- okay, hang on. Haza. Haza, what is a haza? Uh, this guy's never a, seen. Uh, it's a wow. small field or a plot of arable land. Oh, a haza, you dummy! Oh, a haza. <laughs> okay, hang on. A haza. <laughs> hang on. Uh, uh, I've never seen Scarface. No, a haza. You know what, what a haza is, Frank? A haza. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, you could have just said that. That's a really that was really well done too. That was good. I'm trying good to job. Up good impression there, Frostberg. All right, all right. Very Can good. you do Berman? <laughs> I rather no, not. I, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Although that is the phrase. If you do, if you do a Hazer Scarface, the first thing that comes up is, you know what a Hazer is, Frank? Yeah, it's right there. He's there you go. Who knew? Yeah, there you go. And they have the scene with Robert Loja and everything. Robert Loja. Oh, for Robert Loja. Oh, for, oh my God. It's Tony, so, I swear it wasn't me. You want a big, bold prediction? I'll give you one right now. Let's go. If I ever left radio or being a broadcaster, I know exactly what I would do for a living, and I, I wouldn't think twice about it. After the news today, I would be an NBA mascot. One. Hundred percent. I was blown away by the Sports Illustrated story today on how much team mascots get in the NBA. I cu- I couldn't believe this was right. I couldn't believe it. The the all thirty NBA teams. Sports Illustrated Sports Business Journal revealed you can make a ton of money. Okay, the number one earning mascot is Rocky, who's a mountain lion, right? 
mascot that dude makes six hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a year. He's a hell of an athlete. Six hundred twenty-five grand. The next highest is the Hawks mascot, Harry the Hawk. Right? He gets six hundred grand a year. Who is ahead of the third place mascot, which is Benny the Bull? Sticky tape. Benny the Bull makes four hundred thousand dollars annually. I mean, there's a nice picture of uh, Benny the Bull hanging out with Chrissy Teigen and John Legend on the list I'm looking at. Did you forget about the sticky tape? I mean, real. I like to think I know a lot of stuff about what's going on at all times in sports. But if you said to me, what do the sports mascots make? What do sports mascots make? I would say, hmm. I would say, I would guess the, the big ones that you know, they make a couple grand a game. And then they make individual money for appearances they do. And that's how yeah, they Yeah, I would have thought money. we'd maybe gotten to 100 grand. Right? Like, I would have thought, yeah, like, I'd have thought maybe, you know, 40, you know, 22 grand a game. And, you know, you, you're talking about 41 games and then whatever you have in the playoffs. But obviously, you can't count the playoffs. So, uh, I mean, two, that's just structured separately, right? Yeah. Hey, above and beyond. Sure. Two, two grand a game. And then when you appear as the mascot, you have to give a certain amount of money to the team or the team just pays you a certain amount of money to make an appearance. Hey, Benny the Bull, we're going to visit the school today. Or, you know, Harry the Hawk, we're going to, yep. to, to visit here. Okay, great. You're going to get this. And I would have thought that it would really you would really be hustling to make low six figures. I didn't know that. these dudes are on easy street, man. 600 grand a year. Yeah, and but I'm, you got to take care of your body. You got to be able to stay in shape. I mean, you were talking about how, how hard it was going to be for you to run from left field. That means you can't do what, what they're doing in Denver. No, I mean, the gorilla's uh, only making 200 grand. I mean, he gets kind of, uh, he's also got to sign a bunch of insurance waivers to do some of the crap he does. No, but you see, here's what I would do is you're never supposed to see the mascot without his head off. So I would go like, okay, great. Yeah, ready to get in. I'm going to go in the room. And I would, I would cut a deal with somebody who was about as tall as me, built like me, but was a lot younger and can run and do stuff. Because the mascots don't really talk either. They would go out and do it. I would split the money with them, and I wouldn't even have to mascot. I would just, I would just sit around. And I, I would just sit and watch a game in the dressing room. And the game's over. The mascot comes in at the end. I put the mascot thing back on. Boom, dude, here's your grand. Awesome. Great. Go. And, and I, I make the rest of it. I feel pretty good about it. I wouldn't even have to mascot, but I would suck it up and get in shape and get in mascot shape to make, for six hundred grand a year to work forty nights, to work forty nights, and to have fun and get to interact with kids and 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 with big fans and stuff. Oh my god, it would be awesome! Six hundred grand, man. I was I well, really and you got a lot of downtime too, right? It's you know you got a lot of downtime in the off season. So I mean, if you're in shape, you get your OnlyFans account going and you're raking in the dough. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait. I don't think you can only fans as a mascot. I think that. I, well, I think if you never what, take your he, your yeah. head off, no, they would. It doesn't think, matter. I don't think you could only fan just with the head and the rest of your. No, body. no, 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 no. I mean, as if, if you're in in shape, no, you're not in the costume, you ass. The idea is that you're in shape. Like, that was the like joke. Something. It had nothing to do with the costume. You wear the costume at work, but you're anonymous, so you can go into your private life and get after it. It would look like a scene from a real, like maybe the first season of True Detective. Like, you know, you're, you're the deer and you have the deer antlers and you're just in like your underwear and you're running around. 
I don't think you listen so well sometimes. You created a whole other scenario that I wasn't even talking about. You say things, and I know that's exactly where you're going. You're the one that said OnlyFans account. You're the one that brought that over. I said interacting with kids and fans and how much fun. Right, but in that place. No, 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 no. But here's the thing. In that place, you're still the mascot. I'm saying if you're jacked up because you have to do the athleticism of the mascot, once you take the mask, you know, nobody cared who I was. You know, until I put on the mask. Well, you can put that away, and there's a lucrative opportunity for you to work in other means, being in shape off that persona. And nobody has to know you're the gorilla. Nobody has to know you're a cougar or a bear or a bull or anything else. Or Spike Lee. I could buy it. No one told me. I could look. I could. I could go buy a, a, an exercise bike. I don't even know. Is Peloton even in business? Yeah, I don't right, think their Jason. Stuff is really is really cheap now. I, I got to think to. Uh, no, I go buy an exercise. Well, I mean, bike. a lot of people have bailed on it, but I mean, their biggest advertising thing is that people don't leave. So, yeah, but like, I, the car. I they wouldn't I let you buy an exercise bike. I could go, or I could just buy a treadmill. I'd, I'd walk on the treadmill. That's what I'd do. I'd stay in shape and walk around. How much running do I really have to do as a mascot? Aren't I walking around, taking pictures, and interacting? Yeah, right, but okay. when you do have to go do something athletic, you know, bounce off the trampoline and dunk a ball or any of those things, what are you going to do? Take three steps and oh, no, no, no. a quad I do, like hey, hey, Shane minute, McMahon no, when he was at <laughs> WrestleMania? No, here's an easy question. Do I have to run? No, I don't have yes, to run. I just have, have to, to bounce. Run. I don't have to bounce and do to. things. I don't have to run. You're out. I, just, I like that. I just have to bounce. <laughs> I just have to bounce. I just have to bounce and be kind of athletic and bounce and dunk. And I, that I could do. The running's are going to be the tough part. I mean, have but you then I've ever be great. seen a mascot in action, Jason. Yeah, dude. How many? Clearly, you haven't. Don't you think? Don't you think I have one camera in my house trained on Mr. Met at all times when I watch the Mets? Dude, that's not a mascot. That guy doesn't run. Sure he does, because he's got a big head. He I mostly just Met covers easy. his eyes, got, because what he's, he's watching is just horrendous. I mean, I could be Mr. Met easy. I mean, the guy just walks around, you know, in a really and big And he flips head. people off a lot. Flips people off. Not that a lot. True. He did it once, but of course, you know, that that's Makes out with Mrs. Met. Right. Okay. It's not, well, hey, it's not it's a, a bad horrible gig. example for kids, man. What, what do you mean, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Met are hosting? Hey, they work together. They've been married since 1962. You stop with that. Well, Mr. no, no. Mrs. Mrs. Met didn't exist back in 1962. Sure she did, Mr. Miss Met. Wait, no, hang on. I'll look it up. Mrs. Met. Mrs. Met, I guarantee you. Mrs. Met. Hang on. Mrs. Met. Like you Mrs. haven't Mrs. looked Met. her up before. Uh, hang on. <laughs> well, Mrs. Met's on Wikipedia. Hang on. One of baseball's oldest mascots. Here it is. A uh, human with a large baseball head. Uh, well, they did bring her in pretty early. How about yes, that? Yes, there it is. Yes. Yes. They didn't want. Um, they didn't want Mr. Met to be uh, yes. seen as swinging bachelor in New York City. How about that? After the Mets had their inaugural season of Mr. Met, and then you know maybe Mr. Met was looking for a lady, looking for love. Then they introduced Mrs. Met the next season. So they've been together since 1963. Yeah, I mean we're talking about the NBA, but let's expand it out. I mean now that you're in the Mets, look at look at the Philly fanatic. I mean that guy on a, on a day to day basis, you have no idea if he's going to be assaulted. Some <laughs> of the stuff he did with Tommy Lasorda. I sure. mean that, that's that's a lot see, of but, extra see, pay. You got to be see, careful. See, but that's where I bring that little extra bit to the mascot. Like I'm not someone that always has to run and jump and dunk, but I can do crazy stuff with the fans. That'd be pretty good acting. That I wouldn't have to run. I think, oh look how. Fun Funny that guy is. That guy's really good. And I use, you know, the brain power, my noggin, what I got going, oh, I would be funny if I did this, be funny if I did this. I'll steal the bullpen cart. I'll do it. I mean, when they had bullpen carts. Make me a bicycle clown. I, I th- you you know? were trying to describe yourself as Greg Kinnear and Anchorman yeah. too. What I'll the go, hell are you doing? I'll uh, go are out. you going to dance to Baby Elephant Walk? <laughs> 
I'll go out and take Verlander out of the game, ask him for the ball. In my, in my big Mets hand, give me the ball. You're coming out of the game, Justin. You're coming out of the game. No, nah, I would find my own way, man. They would love me as a mascot. Don't, don't, have, don't have to be running around. It doesn't always have to be something about stamina and, and being in shape. I mean, look, yeah, Matt, Damon, Matt Damon had it right at the end of air. This is just stupid. Uh, running is just dumb. <laughs> it's just stupid. That, that is, doing well, that is true. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, we, we learn from other shows that ended recently. Uh, that you can't outrun everything. So there's a lot going on. Uh, there you go. Seriously, if I, that's where I would go. You would find I would be some kind of mascot somewhere making a big time six-figure salary. Yeah, of course. Wow. And I mean, people don't even know what the hell the Nuggets mascot did. No one even knows. No one even knows the name of the mascot. Phoenix Gorilla is way under that guy. That guy needs to be getting like six, seven hundred grand. And you stop. Mello. I heard that with Mello. Stop with that. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, right around Memorial Day, we take stock of what we've seen so far in Major League Baseball and try to parse it out and see what trends can continue, what trends aren't, who the surprise team, surprise players are. And there's no one better to talk to right now for that conversation than a man joining us who got to see the ghost fork. (laughs) Up close and personal tonight, covering the Mets-Phillies game. Kodai Senga, seven innings, one hit, a thousand ghost forks. It is MLB Network Insider, Fox Sports Radio Insider, John Palmarosi. JP, what's happening, my man? How are you? Downright frightful, my friends. The ghost fork. Invoke all of your favorite ghostly words because that was a (laughs) devastating, ghoulish fork ball that the Philadelphia Phillies could barely touch. As you saw, probably, because you watch all things New York Mets, there was one bloop single that landed about seven feet in front of Tommy Pham. That was the one base hit that Senga relinquished in his seven innings. Brilliant outing. Uh, The Mets, uh, they get a home run from Lindor. Francisco Alvarez looks like the truth behind the plate. I think things are looking up. And I'll say this. There was a brilliant, again, as I'm sure you've already documented on the radio program a couple different times, uh, Brandon Nimmo steals a home run from Nick Castellanos. The last game that I witnessed at City Field was last August when he denied Justin Turner a home run. So basically... I would say, Jason, every time I come to the ballpark, I see Brandon Nimmo do something very special. So it was just it was a great night all the way around. And I had the thought as I was watching the Mets superstars do one great thing after another, I cannot wait to tell Jason Smith all these things. Well, hang on. I'm buying you tickets for every Mets home game the rest of the year. Hang on. Yeah, there you go. While you complete your purchase, yeah, while you complete your purchase, that 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 little <laughs> the little pinwheel is spinning around the screen as as your as your payment information is being accepted. So while that happens, we shall continue with the segment. All right. Now let me ask you this because this is until I knew you were at you 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 got to see the ghost fork up close tonight, the disappearing fork ball. Um, I got to ask you a question. You have to answer me on. Honestly, so tonight before the A's game, a fan, young kid, runs on the field, is able to run the bases backwards. Nobody tries to stop him. None of the ground crew on the field try to stop him. He's able to run around the bases, go back into the stands without getting in trouble. I ask you, could you beat him around the bases starting from the left field foul line if you were racing that kid all the way around the bases, all the way to home? Could you win that race? Now, that is a great question. I have heard this. I have heard tales of this legend from tonight. Could I beat him in a race? So would I be starting from the camera well and, and then running around? Yes, starting from the camera well, and you are in a suit and, and, and shoes. That's why I said I, I didn't think you could because you were in a suit and shoes. Theoretically, theoretically, <laughs> I, I might be able to win that. I mean, let's, okay. let's be honest here. Let's be honest here, okay? If, if, I, if I were to endeavor to do this, let's remember this. Uh, I, was, I was a very, very, very poor athlete in high school. Poor. However, I have had to be adept in the realm of 
running around the, uh, from dugout to dugout to do interviews in the middle of games. And you want to know what's really nerve-wracking? When you're running, trying to run and make sure that you're not getting in the way of Major League Baseball players and also realize that you're running in front of either the scouts and or the people who have the money to sit directly behind home plate. So you're really – that's a tough audience, in my opinion. And there was one time when I was I was trying to uh, – this is a true story. This is opening day this year. We talk about how, how well the Yankees have played. The Yankees season was about uh, about 10 feet away from not being so great at the start because we were doing interviews uh, in between innings, and I was trying to get into the most advantageous place to be to interview Aaron Boone. And uh, I was waiting for the Yankees players to take the field in, right in front of me. And I, I think I counted to eight, but I forgot to count to nine, like the ninth person who was going to take the field. And and I will say this, Garrett Cole came within about five feet of just, of just like tackling me. I mean, so, and, and, and so he was coming out of the dugout. And, and you know, like Garrett Cole, when he takes the mound, he's a pretty serious guy, as he should be. And, and like he looked like I, I was about like a jab step and about ready to like to like step in front of him. And then like all of a sudden I saw this mountain of a man ascending the steps and I said, oh, no, John. Oh, no. Oh, no. You better back <laughs> up. I mean, that, that's like like evasive countermeasures. You cannot you cannot run into Garrett Cole on opening day like this. This would not be a good way to begin the Yankee season. And it would be, I would say, the end of my season if that was how my my year. And if if I was not injured, I would have been excused from all future assignments if I had in some way uh, gotten a charging call on, on the Yankees ace on opening day. So there's, yeah, you, there's, you there's your John Morosi running, running out of the field story. You would have just gotten ejected like Aaron Boone. I would have been uh, I would have been ejected by the Yankees, by Major League Baseball, by my bosses. I, I would have been I would have been able to join the show every single night because I just I would have been home all the time. I would have, that would have been the end of my assignments for the whole year, right there. JP is now following football because he's got so much spare time on his hands. John Morosi with us here, Jason Smith show with Mike Arman from the Tyrac.com studios. All right, Jason's all all things Mets, Braves still the leaders in the clubhouse in that division uh, but we're starting to see uh, at least a little bit of life out of Philly. Uh, is Atlanta going to be able to wire this thing? So here's my, my thought on the Braves. One of the most important pitchers for them is Mike Soroka and he came back mm-hmm. he lost his first start but the important thing is that he's back. Max Freed, I really don't know exactly when he's going to come back. I think the, the, the Braves are being very cautious with him, with his elbow issue. Who knows? So my point is they're going to have to find a way to, to get all the way to October. I, I think maybe you get five five max free starts, maybe it's ten, but it's not going to be anything close to what you hoped it was going to be. And so I, I think that for that reason, Jared Schuster, Dylan Dodd, Mike Soroka, these are really important pitchers for the Braves for the next four months to get to October. So uh, do I think they're the best team in the National League East? I do. But, you know, the thing about the Mets is their bullpen is better than you thought it was going to be. Robertson's been great in the ninth inning. Adovino has been great as a setup guy. The the thing about the Mets is when things really get going and, and if they can get some good rhythm with 
with Verlander and, and Max, obviously, you know, Senga was so good tonight. The, the thing that, that concerns me with, with the Mets a little bit is at some point, how many starting pitchers are you going to be able to make sure that they get additional rest? So right now, Senga's always going on five days. Of course, that was his routine in Japan. But can you finesse the rest of the rotation? What does that then mean for Verlander, for Max, for anybody else? Uh, and, and do those guys need breaks? So I, I think it's going to be close. I, I like the Braves lineup better than really any other lineup in the National League. Um, and I think their pitching is going to be good enough to hold off the Mets. But I, I, like, I like what I'm seeing from the Mets right now. They've been better. And Francisco Alvarez behind the plate, man. He's got a chance to be special for a long time. Oh, John Palmarosi, greatest person in the world, is with us right now here at the Jason Smith Show <laughs> with Mike Carbon, live from the TireRack.com studios. All right, so here we are, JP. What we've seen so far, uh, baseball up until Memorial Day. Memorial Day, 4th of July, and Labor Day are all big times to take stock of what we've seen what's coming. If I said to you, complete the phrase, the biggest surprise of the year so far has been, what would be your answer? The biggest surprise, positive or negative, biggest surprise of the year so far has been blank. What would you tell me? The Padres being as bad as they are. I, I, I You know, we should have seen this coming, that there was – some potential peril in how they built themselves and spent a ton of money. And so for me, the, the struggles collectively, Machado obviously has been injured. There's just a lot going on with that team right now. And, and to me, one of the greatest quandaries that, that any team ever has is not, is not just being, being bad or being below 500, but it's, being below 500 with a roster that you really can't adjust very much. You know, they, the, the Padres' answer recently was to claim Gary Sanchez on waivers. I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not really as deep as perhaps they told us they were. And, and guys, I mean, look at their, their status right now in the National League West. They are not as good as the Diamondbacks. We know that they're not as good as the Dodgers. But they're not as good as the D-backs. And the D-backs have, I think, a really good team. I think that Arizona is young and athletic, and they've got some pitching now. And that's where the Padres, for all their flaws, when they run up against some, more, some younger and more talented teams, their weaknesses right now are on display. So as we get into the, the end of this weekend and into June, JP, the most exciting thing for me is the AL East because we have no yeah. true sellers in anything. Uh, so it's going to be that you know poker game up until the deadline where everybody's sweating like hogs uh, trying to figure out how they outwit and outlast the rest. This is beautiful. It is. And, and I think that talking about teams that are all in right now, the Blue Jays are one of them. They need to find a way to, I, I, I think – address their their offense a bit um they've had some injuries some inconsistency their rotation with with manoa struggling is is a big big question for them too um the the yankees are interesting they're a they're a good team sometimes they're very good but they're also flawed and now they have some other injuries bader now is um another injury concern I like baltimore's team a lot i like the rays a lot i, I really think that when when they get to the postseason, this, this might surprise you. I think Baltimore is going to be, by the end of the year, the toughest team to play 
in that division. And I say that because they're athletic. Obviously, Mullins being out now is, is a concern. But they are the classic team that could make a significant move at the deadline because their payroll is so under control. They don't really have any bad money on the books right now. And they've got the, the best farm system in the sport. And when you line up all of those elements combined, good payroll, really good farm system, chance to win, you make a move. And I, I think for that reason, their farm system is in better shape than Boston's. It's in better shape than the Yankees, um, in better shape than the Blue Jays. This is going to be a really interesting deadline. And, and for me, the, the team I'm watching the most carefully at the deadline right now is the Baltimore Orioles. You can follow him on Twitter at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi. Maybe you'll see him racing around the bases backwards at some point. Maybe after tomorrow tonight's Mets game. Maybe. Phillies. Maybe. I mean, backwards, I, I, I think, you know, I, I was a very, very mediocre defensive back, and so I could at least backpedal a little bit. You, know, you, had, you had to keep your, your right uh, ratios of, of how you were, you were sinking back, as they would say. So you know, we played a little cover three back in the day. I, I could do that a little bit. So. I'll let you know how I turn out. I mean, and you like to f- tell us you don't know anything about football. Look at that. Uh, You're sitting here talking about cover three. Nice job, buddy. There yeah, you go. Yeah, cover, yeah, co- yeah, you go cover two, cover three. Yeah, I mean, like, again. Cover four, I sure. Played cover the five. Game. <laughs> I played the game. I don't know. I don't know anything about the contemporary sport, but I – Wait, you know, that's, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. No, no, you got I, If I said to you, who's the, who's the head coach of the Lions, you'd know that, right? Campbell. All right, yeah, there you go. See, there you go, yeah. JP. You you could be an insider. You could be an NFL insider there, there with that kind go. of knowledge. I got, I got one coach. That's about it. Uh, yeah. Belichick's still coaching, isn't he? Belichick's yes. still there. Belichick is still okay. coaching. I got two coaches. <laughs> I got two coaches in the whole league. I'm serious, guys. I, I, could, I couldn't tell you anybody else. I'm I'm out. I mean, I, I stay I stay in my lane. Right. My lane is baseball and hockey. <laughs> And soccer, I suppose. That's, that's uh, all I got. The NBA, hey. I can't. I cannot name you a single player in the final. Couldn't even. <laughs> couldn't even try. I'm out. Bye, JP. <laughs> See you, buddy. Have fun. Oh, that'd be my favorite line. Campbell and Belichick still coaching, right? Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. I got two. I'm Diosa and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at first listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. 
Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.